Talk Recorded live. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Ladies. Okay, so uh, <laughs> today, today is December 28th. It is Thursday night. It is uh, me, Becca, and Tim. We is uh, uh, over here uh, doing, you know, uh, I don't know what session this is. All I know is that it's December 28th, last one of 2017, last session. And we're going to be doing Happily Ever After. Uh, after we talk for probably half hour, because I know us, and um, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about emotions today in the in the uh, uh, session. But we're also gonna be talking about some other stuff, teamwork and stuff like that. So um, uh, with that, uh, anybody can jump in and start uh, doing whatever saying he's got to say. So uh, what's up with y'all? Um, ladies first. Oh my. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. Ty has not seen this. I know that uh, Ty, Tim, whatever you want me to call you. Uh, <laughs> I know Tony has seen this, but you know that other group, that uh, Home for the Holidays group? Mm. Oh. oh. Dude, <sighs> my has been so filled just watching that for the past mm. couple of days. Um, mm. Trying to figure out how to apply um, whatever it is I can learn from that to mm-hmm. our group. Yeah. Um, okay. I, the, the thing that is unique, obviously, is that there's a you know, um, pigeonhole social justice thing going on over there. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But... It has been fantastic to watch. Yeah. This, last the, I saw, last I saw, they had like forty five hundred people in, uh, four thousand five hundred people in it. I know it's more than that now. Yeah, and three, four. What is it? The twenty eighth now. So four days ago, there was three hundred people. Yeah, you should say that again. Four days ago, three hundred people. You getting this, Tim? Four days ago, three hundred people in the in the Facebook group. And I can check right now. Let me go check. See how many people's in there now. Uh, but it's not. The last it time I looked was yesterday. Last I looked was yesterday. It was forty five hundred people. Four thousand five hundred. Probably like six thousand, seven thousand now. With the way it's going away, it's been going. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's massively growing. Now, I mean, they have some some huge contributors from um, some some pretty large groups that have helped with growth. But um, it is fascinating. Uh, four point so forty eight hundred and some. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And they did that in a week, less than a week. Yeah. We started well, getting stuck of, around 3,000. What kind of stuff they talking about? What kind of stuff they talking about? It is a, okay, so let me give you a little background. It is, um, have you heard of Have a Gay Day? Have a what? Have a Gay Day? No, I never heard of that. Okay. 
Um, Have a Gay Day was an organization created by one guy. Um, and basically what they do is they pop up these little like meetups in cities all over the country and world, really, um, where you get together with other gay people and have a gay day. You know, um, they just get together and do stuff. Not even doing anything overwhelmingly gay, but they get together and support each other. Um, so that's what Have a Gay Day is. Um, Home for the Holidays was this other group that these, uh, a lady who's not even gay, she's an a ally, um, created three years ago. Um, she lives in Canada. Um, but she knew somebody that was gay and was kicked out of her family for being wow. gay. Dang. And had nowhere to go for the holidays. So this lady created this group to help other people like her friend who had no family to go home to for holidays. And I've never thought of that. Do what? Uh, I've, that, that thought has never crossed my mind. I know. Wow. Yeah, it's devastating to hear these stories. Um, the lady created it um, was about to close the group. Um, when the guy that created Have a Gay Day was sent the link to the group home for the holidays and, of course, posted it to his page, and it exploded. So in four days, it went from the 300 members that it is that it was to the 4,800 members that it is now, and it just continued to grow with all these people just posting. Viral. So. Well, there's... There's a number of things I can I can comment about that. Um, first thing is, um, this is like the peak time to to have something go viral. Yeah. Um, you know, meaning that this time of year, home for holidays. Um, two, because of the the sheer subject of the matter, the reason why is even man, that's that sucks on so many levels, man. That's a lot of hurt and pain there, man. Yeah, that's touching a lot of wounds. You know, there's a lot of people out there hurting, man. That in that situation, that's unfortunate. But wow, I just I never thought, I never thought, I never thought of that. Um, for the future of that, I mean, how to from from what we're trying to do, how would we create a mailing list doing something like that? We're talking about like residual people coming back. You know, people staying with us, not just going off a spike because of because of the holiday season. How do we keep people interested and invested in what we're doing all year long? You know what I'm saying? Like my question is what is that page going to be doing a month from now? Right. And that and that's been the discussion the past you know, couple actually the whole time that's been the discussion because a lot of these people found this group, you know, Christmas Eve. Um obviously Yeah. Yeah. Quite in a lonely place, man. Right, but even at that point, it was well too late for them to make plans to go visit somebody on Christmas Day. Um, So what a lot of them were saying, even even on the first day that I was on there, um, was because, I I mean, I flat out was like, look, I'm in Indiana. I know there's not a whole lot of Indiana people in here, but my house will always be year-round. 
you you need me, you're here. Come. You know. Um but what what everybody was saying was can we keep the site open year round? Can we make a mailing list? Can we make a map? Can we do something so that everybody um knows that you know they have a place to go? And what has happened is like today, um everybody was doing one person start posted an introduction, pictures, this is who I am, this is you know how I I identify myself, um, this is what I like to do. And it I, I probably have seen five hundred introductions on there since then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people and I'm not saying that that would work on our, our group because that would just blow no, up. I, I see I see uh-huh. where you're saying this, yeah. But but it has helped to allow for connections on that group um, for um, to keep the intent of that group, which is to meet people, give them direct support. Um, it, it has helped with that. And people are making connections. People are making friends. I've actually made a couple of friends off of there. Um, yeah. It's been great. So that has been one thing. Um, it has also been, like, I've seen two people in particular that I can think of that have come out to their family because of it, um, mm. given them the courage and, and enough support to be able to do that. Mm. Um, so that kind of stuff is what, in, in that context, that kind of stuff is what you want to see in that kind of group. Our kind of group, what what I would hope to see is, um, you know, loving support and, and open communication, but drawing people in. So how do we do that? How do we make that um, more viral? We've got to make it a safe place for people to come to. I mean, we've had some nasty battles in the recent months, and it's, I think it's as deterring people. I know I've kind of started the fire, but it's, in some cases, it's become a roaring blaze that no one can put out, man. Like, we don't have the manpower to control the flame, man. And I no, think I that's think, the one thing I had been mentioning earlier. I think that we're treading too lightly. So what do you mean? I really do. I think that when people are... I think there's a difference between my feelings are hurt and I'm offended and... Yeah people being offensive on purpose. And when people are being offensive on purpose, yes, I did because they were going to burn. You want to kick them out of the group? Yeah, you got to go. There's no, there's no, um, my feelings are hurt. There's no. Yeah, because people in a vulnerable state, they come there, they kind of, kind of just share, but then I want to get all beat up and have to be defensive. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that, Tony. Well, you know what I'm Not thinking? A- one one thing that is happening is that um, I don't think we're getting close enough now that I'm listening to this conversation here, right? So, for example, you know, in, in, in the group that you're talking about, Becca, about, um, you know, them introducing themselves um, and where they live, you know, a couple of times we've said, hey, who lives where? And, you know, the thing went 100, 150 uh, comments, you know, 200-something comments on one of them. Uh, it's been a couple of months apart. So I'm wondering if we 
did, you know, have occasional posts like that that would call for us to be vulnerable that would help. I'm not saying it won't help with the things that you, we're saying right this minute, but, you know, if we say, okay, what do you do for a living? You know, everybody says what they say. That'll, you know, I believe that'll create some kind of relatedness there. So I think if we have a, a series of relatedness questions or posts that, you know, we can have people contribute to, people say, you know, what do you do for a living? I think everybody would say something about that. That's safe enough that they could say that would make people say, oh, you do something, let me see what, uh, you know, how or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? Finding a way to get people to connect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Like, I agree. Yeah. 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 So we have, you know, different questions that are, that are, you know, related this connection questions, people start to get to know each other and, and find some common ground with each other. I think that'll I think that'll make a difference. We need a um, golden rule, man. We need a golden rule, man. Where yeah. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Run with, you know what I'm saying, Rebecca? Because well, I, right now it seems like there's a lot of. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. I think what we have done in the past few, especially in the past few weeks, has been fantastic. I think the turnaround has been wonderful. I think the progress we have made has been wonderful. But there's progress to be made. You yeah, know? Traffic-wise, though, how well, have we been, how well have we been doing? Traffic-wise, numbers-wise. Growth-wise, almost, we yeah. almost have a standstill, man. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. still there. Yeah. Um, I think that if we... If we make those connections, um, that will make massive differences as far as communication goes, too. Yeah. Because the respect issue will will come in. People will respect right. each other more. Right. You know what I? You know what I think, guys? We have what thirty seven hundred people, right? Yeah. I think we need to start weeding the page out. Weeding out the page, man, to kind of go through a recycling process where we get rid of the people who are, who are laying there who are stagnant, get rid of the people who are who are not contributing as far as helping make the page stronger, encouraging people. We we have enough we have enough um, material now to see who's contributing, who supports who, who's supportive and who's not supportive. We need to get I disagree. Rid of people. You agree? Okay. I disagree. Yeah, here's why I disagree. See, if we're going to have love go viral, we can't eliminate anybody. We actually have to learn how to transform those those conditions, those mindsets, those styles, into turning them around. We need to know how to turn them around. And so, like, like I've been in a couple of different training programs where, um, you know, the best way to learn how to get stuff done is to learn how to deal with dysfunctional people rather than get rid of dysfunctional people so that you can just get the good people. Now, you could do both, but, but you know, when you think about, um, you know, how Russia has, has put their bots out and their, you know, uh, information, disinformation campaign out there, you know, we're, we're dealing with that, you know, so much. I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure that's at least a piece of what's going on. Another piece of what's going on is uh, people not really learning because they're too sad to actually learn how to be happy in relationships or how to have relations work for them. I mean, listen, man, it took me, I think my first real relationship lesson, I was eight years old, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 59 now. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, like, this is, this is a lot of years for me to get to the point where I'm at this right this minute. So I'm saying, how about if we learn how to turn them around? If they're not turnaroundable, 
fine, but let's use those conversations to learn how to turn people around. And, and, and so that's why I'm like, I'm not really enrolled in like getting rid of people because right. we're going to end up being with, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll have, a, you know, 10,000 people of the whole planet. Nah, man, it's 7 billion people. Let's just, let's just figure out how to turn them around rather than just keep the ones that agree with us. That's, that's, my, that's, that's my, my point. That's my point. This is what I'm saying. Okay. I'd rather, if we had, okay, out of the 3,000, 3,700 people, right? Yeah. We have the numbers. But how many, how many, how many people within that group are the real workers? Yeah. I'd rather have five hundred people who I know that I can trust and depend on. That if a mm-hmm. post comes through, if a person comes through, they're on standby. They're ready to represent mm-hmm. what the page is, creating mm-hmm. committed relationships. It's more or less like a hospital, but they're always on standby, and we can guarantee to count on those people who are on the same page that we're on to mm-hmm. help people, to help people mm-hmm. create a better relationship with themselves and everybody mm-hmm. they're, they're involved with. Once, mm-hmm. we get, once we get to that point, it'll grow on its own and start snowballing. Because mm-hmm. if we add 100 people, those 100 people will fall in line and say, wait a minute, we said this group is moving. Either we're going to get on to what they're doing, this program, they're mm-hmm. talking about helping mm-hmm. people, or we're going to mm-hmm. get smothered when we come and say something negative or bashful or wrong, you know what I mean, or attacking mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. for any any beliefs or reasons they have, you know what mm. I mean. Yeah. I'm saying if you take if you take a team of you can take a team of three thousand untrained soldiers and mm. put a team of five hundred uh, highly skillful trained soldiers and yeah. they will obliterate yeah. those three thousand. Mm. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So I, I totally get that. All right, let me meditate on that one because um, uh, yeah, let me let me meditate on that one. Uh, you yeah, know, I, I'm I coming totally from now, value. right? Yeah, I totally, yeah, I see, totally see the value of that. And I think what you're talking about is rebuilding rather than having to be a temp- yeah. permanent thing. I hear yeah. you saying it. Let's make Marines, man. Yeah. Let me add this. Oh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Dex. One sniper like Ben Ozagowski mm. can come in and take out your 10 best sharpshooters in under a minute. Yeah, that's very true. And derail everything that you've done all year long. I had, I had, a, I had a sniper, I had a kill shot sniper yesterday in one of my posts, and he went in. So everything I wrote, he followed me, man, walk for walk. And he was just, he was headshotting everybody that came through. <laughs> Mm, and I know what you mean. So, so sometimes, it, it, as much as I agree it, that that the whole premise is to transform. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. how how many how many transformations have I personally gone through since I've been in this group? You know, I mean, mm. a lot. So myself, myself included. Yeah. Me too. Clearly, that is the intent um and as much as i'm wholeheartedly in tune with that i am not okay with letting one sniper come in and derail the entire group's mission um it's just not okay with me that's not okay with me Okay with anybody else in the group? It's just not okay. Right. 
Yeah, because it, it hurts. It hurts. It's like a, it's like a virus, man. Yeah, um, like virus, and then man. one person, and if you let that happen, and you even if you're saying, look, we're not going to have name calling in this group. We're not going to have this. We're not going to have that. Blah 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 blah. Here's the rules, and that person is allowed, um, even with warning, to continue that behavior, or allowed to remain in the group after that behavior. I hate to say it. It's an example. It's got to be police. It's got to be, I hate to say, I don't really like politics, man, but we need, we need workers behind the scenes so that so, we, so they can, we can protect it, man. we got to protect people. You know, people, this is a closed group. So people come in here, man, vulnerable from the get-go. And they're thinking, right. okay, I have these issues. I'm coming to you guys. I'm kind of opening myself up, and I'm getting freaking beat up for it. Now, yeah. We understand that some people are in wounded places where they lash out because they're hurt, and they don't really understand that. And those are delicate matters we have to take care of. But when we have situations like that, we need to, like, have, like, ten people on standby, maybe within our group, because, hey, this person right here, they're not really working out. Let's all get together and talk to them in the group. Hey, man, you know, we're not trying to beat up on you. We're just trying to kind of see where your head's at. We'd like to help you. We value you as a person. How can we get you through this struggle that you're in? Like more like a, like we have the committed, we have the committed, created relationship space, but we need somewhere to go like more intense, more like a more of intense session. If it lasts for like a, like today, in our in our messages, man, you guys are ripping, right? Tony and Rebecca, um, Robbie, you know Gary sometimes, myself, just jump mm-hmm. in and out, but. That can be a place where we can, like, say, hey, look, this is what we can do for you, man. We can help you here. You know, if it takes more, you know, intensified, you know, um, attention to be given. Mm. Well, okay. I, I think that that's been um, the practice. It um, has. It has. And what happened, the person was removed, or they removed themselves. So we're yeah. kind of already doing it. That, that's been the we're practice. We're kind already doing it, man. Um, but I think what the problem from the public perspective or the, the group's perspective is that they're not seeing the result. You see what I'm saying? So when when you've got a person that goes into the group and they blow up like that, mm-hmm. and, hey, we're not going to do that, um, they're, and then they continue, <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And then we go handle them privately, which is the respectful thing to do. I agree. Um, mm. The group doesn't see the result of that. They don't see an apology. They don't see a hey, you know, just so you know, mm-hmm. clear it up. Um, we had an issue. Blah 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 blah. We cleared that up. We're not mm. gonna tolerate that I in don't, our group. I don't think we need to to address it because. People may not remember anyway. <laughs> you know, they're kind of moving throughout that day, man, and they're waiting for the next post to come through. So, you know, they don't, we don't have to – they're probably not interested in, interested in an apology per se, but they are ready for something else to help them get through the next day. You know what I mean? So, you know, love being the premise for everything that we're doing. That's why we're on this call, man, you know, focusing on that point. And when anything comes within the realm of, of – uh, attacking what love is and how it's, how it's being defined, it needs to be removed immediately or given fair warning. Like, I know we have, like, a, 
we're not we haven't really set it up, but we do have enough people in place to say, okay, we're gonna take a vote on this person. And I, it, it took us a while to kind of figure out how to do it. it took us maybe mm-hmm. for a month. It, it was drug out for about a month or so. But I think it should be like maybe like a three day type thing, like a suspension perhaps. Say, hey, we're gonna have to put you on in this in the suspension area, kind of like in hockey or something. Say, hey man, you kind of you kind of not being productive. You know, you're being counterproductive to what we're trying to do here. You know, if you, you know, let's talk about it in three days or whatever. If we can't resolve an issue, we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss what actions we we should take after that. You know, it happens, you know. Mm. So I'll be on the same Mm. page, man. Yeah, well, so there's another piece called uh, changing their mindset because, you know, there's there's the thing called, yo, cut that out. But there's the other thing called, you know, hey, man, I, I, I can't even see myself doing that again. You know, right. like they're, and, and so that's really where I'm committed to helping people see um, how they will want to never want to do that again rather than us managing them. It's like have the group show them that it's feasible. And, and I recognize to some degree it's a, it's a thing about levels of consciousness. So, uh, yeah, it's, we, we're really talking about that more so than we're talking about anything else. I mean, yeah, they've got their pain, but if they can't see beyond where they're at, that's a whole other problem, you know? Yeah. So, um, so um, there's a couple of things that's going on in my mind right this minute, and I don't know how to bring it to the uh, group, but one is levels of consciousness. So I've got this book. Um, it's called um, The... Um, uh, transform, trans, um, sending, transcending the levels of consciousness. In other words, when somebody's in one negative level of consciousness, they, he, this guy, he writes out what the whole world of it looks like to that person in that, in that realm and then what it takes to get them out of that realm and what, where the next realm it will naturally take them to once they bounce out of it, um, given the issues that they have. Um, so, you know, one of the things I'm thinking is maybe what there is for me to do is to type up a bunch of that stuff because I wish I could copy and paste it. My, and my phone sucks, so I can't take good pictures of it. But to um, do um, something where we can start seeing where people's level of consciousness is in their conversation. And so I, naturally, I naturally do that. The other day um, um, we was um, – me and, uh, and Rebecca was were dealing with somebody, and uh, I started asking, and Robbie, and I started asking questions, and Robbie was like, oh, I never thought about asking questions, and, and like, you know, kind of like that, you know, and so, so I'm thinking, you know, we us getting better at, tr- at turning them around is Ooh. where I'm looking at rather than, okay. you know, bullying them like that. So, so I'll give you an example of what I mean on, like, on the, on the court. Either of you read or ever read Stephen Covey's uh, book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Well, I've never heard of it, dude, to be honest. Uh, Rebecca? Uh-uh. So inside of this, Stephen Covey, this one book turned him into a legend. And, you know, he's got the seven habits that highly effective people use. And he means effective as opposed to efficient, people that get through the people, get things done. So one of the wow. stories in this, one of the stories in the book was this. He's uh, he's on a subway in New York, and he's minding his business. It's midday, you know. It's like a couple people sitting in there. It's not empty, but it's not full, right? <laughs> so this, this this guy comes in, and he's got like five kids, I think. 
And he sits down, and the kids start jumping around and making noise and running around and screaming and all of this stuff. And for a couple of stops, everybody's like, what the hell's wrong with these kids? And so Stephen finally walks over to the guy and says, listen, sir, I don't mean to interrupt you, man, but your kids are driving people crazy. And the little ones, he might get hurt. I don't understand what's going on. How come you're not taking care of them? And the guy shakes his head looks over to him and says, oh, man, I, 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 I'm sorry, man. I didn't even realize what was going on. My wife just died about an hour mm. ago. Oh my god. Their mother just died suddenly. We don't need, I guess that's how they're dealing with it. The reason I'm bringing the story up is because Stephen Covey and everybody else was in in the in the train's car was like, What the fuck is wrong with this guy? And then when they find out what's wrong with him, it's nothing wrong with him. But like they could understand it completely. They can't even go back to thinking the old way. That's okay, you just drove it home. That's where I'm trying. That's why I say we need to be masterful at that rather than what's wrong with you. You're not paying a little attention. Get out of here. Because that's what everybody else does anyhow. We've been doing that for centuries. That ain't working. On the way. Yeah, yeah, and we're saying different. We're, we're, the, we're saying different, different styles of the same thing in this conversation, and I completely get it. But what I'm saying, that's, that's, that doesn't help with going viral. That only eliminates the people that align with us rather than transforming them, which is what we want to do in the first place. Right. So so if we can learn, and I don't know how to do it just yet, but I'm going to start typing up some of the stuff and, and, and posting it in the group and maybe email everybody so they can have it personally, the, diff- the, 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 the different levels of consciousness. So y'all saw in the love group I had posted the map of consciousness, right, which is you know, a chart of different levels of consciousness from zero to a thousand. But each one of those levels of consciousness, um, it's like when you're at a certain level of consciousness, you can't see the the levels above you, but you can see the levels below you. So when somebody's at a uh, at a place where they his his first book is called Power versus Force. People that are living in a world of force, they don't really have power because they need to be powerful in relationship too. They need to be able to take, like a like a wolf, a bear, a um, a lion. Only way it can feel powerful is in relationship to its ability to take. But when it's when it, but that's force. But when it's power, you're powerful. You, you don't need anything to generate your own power. And so that's where his distinction, power versus force, is at. So what I will do, you know, just for, as an experiment over the next uh, two weeks, is type out um, some of the stuff that they have in some of the stuff that's in the book so that we can start looking at um, levels of consciousness so we can help people shift their mindset. They can't go back to thinking the way they used to think anymore. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why personal development is such a big, big deal. That's, that's what Tony Robbins does. He does that in a thousand different ways in his coaching, in his books. Like he has you shift your brain thinking so powerfully so completely you can't go back to the way you used to think okay all right here it so, is guys so, yeah okay for i'm sorry i'm sorry guys i don't mean to cut you guys off because you're on the road, ahead. The road man go okay. ahead all right um what i've been working on what i've been trying to write since christmas day i just haven't got around to it i've been wanting to write to the people to say okay look this is what i've been doing with tony beard tony beard he's my coach He's, been, he's a relationship coach. He's been teaching me on that aspect, and this is what I've been learning about myself, about myself behind my pen, writing and all of that, right? What I did today, we've been talking about relationship fitness, right? 
I have the shirt. I wore it. I was in the mall today just outside an hour ago. And what I was seeing as I, as I was walking around the mall, they were looking at me trying to figure out what this shirt meant because it said relationship fitness. And I had on sweatpants, the T-shirt, and I'm already kind of, you know, I'm naturally, you know, built because of the type of work I do in my genetics, whatever. So I ran into one guy. He was like, yo, what's up, man? I, I knew somebody who was with. He was like, yeah, man, you work out? You you, you, you got a business gym? I'm like, no, nah, man, relationship fitness, bro. Right? So as I'm walking around, I'm seeing, I'm seeing people looking at the shirt, looking away. You know how women are. They're subtle with it. They look real mm. quick and look away. Mm. They look at the mm. shirt and look away. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I see it. So listen, I'm going to be the guy that people see that you transform on social media through the group. Mm. So right now, we're in future tense, present tense. I can go back to past tense and say, okay, you guys can, and then you can use me as the guy that you put on the board to say, hey, Tim, man, or Ty Haven, you know, you're writing a lot of stuff, man, and it's it's from a negative place. I kind of need you to, to work on that, what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Trying to make mm. me the focal point because people are looking at me anyway. Yes. Why not? So I dropped a video earlier today with me at the beach. I dropped a uh, video the other for the, um, a few weeks ago when I was at the beach. I was in yeah. a calm setting, yeah. a place where I was meditating, just thinking, sharing my views. Okay. Yeah. I can now yeah. say, look, guys, go through my timeline. You can see that I've been talking to Tony Veer, right? Rebecca, mm-hmm. you come to play your vital piece of this. And like what Tony was saying earlier, I can't see above where you're at, so you got to tell me. How do you see yourself in this? Here's, here's another thought I can give you. In the morning, I'm going to get up. I clean up my garage. I'm going to make it into a gym. I'm going to wear the shirt. I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to hit a punching bag. I probably won't say anything, but I'll narrate the video, and I'll air it probably sometime tomorrow afternoon or whatever, however times it mm. takes me to finish it. But mm. hopefully that leads up into what I, what I talked to Tony earlier about today, was doing like a live video with me, you know, going over some of the posts I've written in the recent mm-hmm. days, the bigger ones with like a hundred and something comments, and just kind of chopping through them. You have a place there, Rebecca, and everything that I'm doing here, what is that? I can't see it, but I know you're there. I'm like your, I'm like your alter ego on those posts sometimes. <laughs> because I'm a writer, man. That's what I'm doing. I have... Well, I got another page I got to create, but I'm a writer. I have to do that. I can't just I can't put everything on one page because people can't handle me. Mm-hmm. I have to separate different parts of my writing style so people can uh, so so people can attach themselves to it so they can identify with it. They have a hard time saying, "Wait, you're Tim Haven over here, a nice family guy and all that stuff," and then you're this this raw motherfucker over here on Ty Haven. Like what what what? They can't get it. They don't understand me, and I'm sorry I can't. Mm-hmm spend my time trying to explain this to everybody. I have eight pages <laughs> to try <laughs> to decipher the fact, look, man, I can write from different – I mean, come on, man. Look at all these Hollywood writers, man. Look at these people who write these – look at the the lady who wrote Harry Potter. She created all those characters, man. I mean, nobody wants to give me that same respect. I use my face on my work. Nobody can't steal my shit because I know that's what people do. Like, okay, today you had that post that was like, you mm. I, I, may not have even posted it today, but I saw it today. I can't remember. That was, 
It I was honestly, a, I can't. It was about um, people wanting multiple sex partners. Yeah. And I commented, by the time I got to comment it on it, and I only read like three of the comments ahead of mine. <laughs> it took off, right? I was done. <laughs> by the time I read those three, I was like, oh, no. But see, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing where I'm really laughing. I'm laughing because we're talking about it. If we're talking about it, someone else is talking about it. Oh, I'm sure. So the three comments were, one of them was, well, my man cheated on me. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Whatever. So I get down yeah. to the bottom, like, you know, this is something you should be clarifying before you get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you want multiple sex partners, fine. But you need to clarify that. Mm-hmm. She's a closer. Right, I mean, you shouldn't be in a monogamous relationship and pretending that you're monogamous if you're not monogamous. Yeah, exactly. That's called making agreements. Exactly. That's that's that that operates with integrity. As a matter of fact, my me and my high school sweetheart, we had agreed that we could have sex with other people outside of the relationship, but as long as we don't have a damaging relationship. And we were too young to even know that that's what you would call polyamorous. I, I had sex with a couple of people outside of the relationship. She never did, but I, I never let it affect the relationship. Thank God. Because um, I knew I loved her so much. She was not, I don't care who it was. I was still going to be with her. I already knew that. And, you know, we was young and whatever, right? It was in the, uh, uh, what do you call it, in the uh, um, uh, the days of uh, Hugh Hefner and, and, and Plato's retreat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> swinging huh? than polyamory, but... Right. Yeah, it was swinging. Yeah, it was swinging. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, so... But, um... um yeah, I, uh... I, I like the idea of you creating characters. You seem to be really good at that, uh, Ty, so, Tim, so keep creating characters, bro, because those characters could be, you know, who's up in the, in the, in the, in the videos that we're promoting, the, you know, the business for, um, but, but, um... What do I want to say? Um... I really want to learn how to uh, raise people's uh, levels of consciousness because that's where we're going to have love uh, be out there. Um, I know you all probably read, maybe don't remember, um, that I had put down, uh, put a document. It might have been the very first one in the love group uh, or in the leadership group called What I Believe. Yes. Maybe we need to go back to that. I have that. Look at that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know, um, I, I just had a recent re- revelation I want to share with you guys. So, you know, I've talked about how I've been struggling financially and how it's been annoying, but I've been doing what I've been doing, right? So I had a conversation with a friend of mine, um, and he was telling me that one of the things about me is that my life is uh, how I benefit him is that I keep showing him what not to do. And I was like, <laughs> interesting. Okay. I didn't, you know, so I didn't even get upset with that, you know? Well, okay, got it. Because he, as he was talking, I said, I did that, I did that, I did that. What are you talking about? I did that already, you know. Talking to me like I know. And then I woke up in the morning, the next morning, I was like, oh, damn. No wonder it's, it's, even though it's bothering me, I'm not going to go back. I can't listen to that. I didn't realize it before now that I didn't try all of that stuff. I don't know. Excuse me. I didn't try. I did all of that stuff. I worked right. two jobs and three jobs. My wife, my first wife, she never spent a penny on a bill the whole time, the whole six and a half years we were together married. 
She never spent a penny on a bill. She spent money, but it wasn't on any of the bills. I took care of the bills. I made enough money to do that. I worked six days a week. I had a, I had a full-time job where I was on, on duty 24 hours at, at one point. while and we you were, lost, man. And you lost. You know, and, and, you know, I was, I was uh, fantastic with my kids for as long as I was around them. Yeah. You know, uh, as soon as I moved away, they had killed everything. But as long as I was there, I was, I was there. You know, I've worked 25 hours of jobs and, you know, I chased women and, and, and was successful. You know, I had both, both my spouses, you know, um, um, uh, you know, proposed to me. Like, I've done all the stuff I ever wanted to do before I found my life purpose. So when I realized that, oh, no wonder I can't listen to those guys. I mean, they can say all they want, and I'm not happy with my financial situation. But I'm like, I can't go back there. I can't go back just for for, for satisfaction. I can't just go back there to be comfortable again or to look good or to not feel bad. I can't go back there because what I'm doing is too important, right? But the reason uh. I'm saying this, the reason why I'm saying this is that when you coming from a higher perspective, people who are not at the higher perspective can't see it even if you tell them. Right. If I told my buddy, this is why I'm doing this because I, 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 I've done that already and, and yeah, it was cute and everything but I need to be doing what I'm doing now. We just have love present for everyone, you know, as much as I possibly can do it. Then, you know, anything less is just like, it ain't worth living. So All I know is, Tony, man, I believe you, dude. That's why I'm on this call, man. For real. I, I know. I've been I, I know. You, man, for months, bro. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, your living situation, like, okay, I see that. All I see that is being a part of your story. Like, all the stuff yeah. you've been through. That's why this morning we talked, you talked about the one girl whatever her name was, mm. she made her comment. I was laughing mm. because I was like, she don't know. She's going right. to try to credit you based off what she, think you, what, you, what she thinks you are to say, oh, you're established. No, nah, lady, you don't know the man's story. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm going to call yeah. with you, Rebecca, because you guys have a story. I believe in you guys, man. Right. Because I know it's going right. to work. I know it's going to yeah. work, man. So, so the thing I'm trying to bring up is that if a person can't see what's going on, they can't hear what you're doing. They won't believe something that they can't connect to. So we need to be better at having them connect to love, you know, a possibility. Because we live in a world where you grow up and you hear no, I don't know, 800,000 times, and you hear yes maybe 40,000 times by the time you're seven to eight years old. You know what I'm saying? So you grow up in a world where... (laughs) Go ahead. again. I told my son, no 30 times today. <laughs> <laughs> so we I got him ice cream, though, man. We hung out and had ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, but we, we live in a world where we get shut down from our possibility. We get shut yeah. down from our life purpose. We get shut down from all of that stuff. So my thing is, how do we bring them back? So the first thing I'm thinking about is to uh, um, look at how to, um, you know, to type up the different um, – uh, uh, levels of consciousness and how to help people get out of it and take them to the next level. That's what the best personal development companies do anyhow. So maybe we just do it our way through Facebook or something. I don't know. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I know I talked to you all about the personality types and um, the different bright spots. You know, it's like, like living from those bright spots, like I remember talking uh, at one point we had spoke, uh, typed up or had a conversation about 
meeting people better than we found them or you found them. And some folks are like, how do you do that? Get out of here. I'm not doing that or something like that. They resisted it so hard because they had whatever their blind spots were. So, um, you know, so we could be having conversations with uh, amongst ourselves. What's the blind spot that these people are dealing with and what's the bright spot we can bring them to? Because, the things that you're going to, when you, I want you, you know, Rebecca, Ty, Tim, you, you too busy. You ain't got time to do that just yet. But, I, I, but when you do, let me know. But right. Rebecca, you've got the personality types. So if you look at the blind spots, you'll be able to see the conversations unfold as they're unfolding in the group. And then we could actually look at what kind of, what bright spot can we bring as the result, as the, you know, as the opposite of that. Does this, does this make sense? That might actually be the simpler thing to do. Like, yeah. like, look at the I need your help, spot. Rebecca, man. I need your help. You and Craig, shit, I need your fucking help, man, because I'm over here. I'm creating, so I, never I don't have enough time. Before. I don't have enough time to research. So I see where Tony's at. I, I need, uh, how do I need to do this? Like, everything, all these, all these courses we're doing, these classes yeah. we're doing every week. Yeah. Rebecca, if you're studying this stuff, I need you to, like, like shoot me one liners, man. It's like if this is if this is like a, a football game or a function or or or, or mm. military, or whatever. I'm in the battleground. I'm fighting. I'm swinging my axe, my blade, and shit. You know that's what I got going on. <laughs> you back there, man, looking at the map and shit, man. Like you got a radio for shit to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I need, I dude. Just, cause this shit is hard. I was drained out. I just on got the it. This morning. I just got it. Oh. I just got. It. I got the thing to do. I got it. Rebecca, you ready? Yeah. Remember I was talking about uh, doing that program called uh, uh, Public Relations Campaign? Yeah. Yeah, that's how we're going to make this happen. I think that's I great. Just, I really just got it. So, um, a What's public relations... What's uh, Well, let, let, let me, let's, let's let you find a way to put it out there, okay? So, let me All tell right. you what I'm talking about because I didn't talk to you about it yet. So, um there's this website called Coursera and Coursera offers uh, college and university courses for free online self-taught programs. And I'm thinking there's so many good ones. I started looking at them, reviewing, uh, looking at them again this, uh, this last month in the last 30, 45 days. And I was like, Oh damn, I learned more for one program in, 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 in uh, one week then I'd learn from like so many other programs where these experts was trying to teach you how to and try to sell their uh, their services. So I was like, wow, you know, I need to go back to this. So there was one campaign, there's one program on marketing called um, a public relations campaign, and I went through two thirds of it, but it was like kind of wordy, and I really wish that I had somebody I was doing it with. Uh, it was really intense, but the bottom line is, um, it's the it's the uh, public relations campaigns that make companies big, that's their reputation, that controls people. Pub- a public relations campaign, to give you an example, is um, the shock and awe uh, 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 battle with the Middle East on the weapons of mass destruction. Mm. That was a public relations campaign that was successful, even though the reason for the campaign was horrid. Does that make sense? 
So in other words, George Bush, President Bush, and his people created um, a a, uh, campaign to influence the United States people to believe in there's weapons of mass destruction over there in the Middle East, and let's kill Osama bin Laden. That was a campaign, very successful. The campaign transformed and controlled millions of minds. And so a campaign... You know, uh, uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola, they do campaigns. The Super Bowl, they do campaigns. Like, like if you know how to read, you follow what I'm saying now? So if we learn how to do campaigns, but we do it from higher levels of consciousness, or we do it from those bright spots, or we do it from, to eliminate those blind spots, then that's what we should be doing. I think that's what we're doing. So, so Tim, you, you know, you may not be ready to do that, but I know – that I'm willing to be jump all over this with, with, with Rebecca, and, and maybe we can get Tim, uh, not Tim, uh, um, uh, Robbie to play with us. Uh, I would love to see Simone. Oh my God, with her her brain is at a different point of view of how to see things. Uh, I think oh. that that we would create. See, it's the 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 presidents get get elected because of the success of their political public relations campaign. You follow? If you just Ooh. listen to what's happening out there, if you just listen to what's happening out there in the world, every time um, you know there's a there's a uh, a report around Robert Mueller doing something about the Russian investigation, then um, the Republicans, whether it's the president or somebody else, puts on an anti-public uh, public relations campaign. Okay, here's here's a good example. The best example I've got of a PR campaign. Yes. What was the tax plan about? Oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it's a Christmas present, right. No. That was the, okay, what? It was to repeal Obamacare. Well, I know that was a part of it. I don't remember hearing him say that until after it was, like, almost ready to get signed, but I don't think that was the <laughs> campaign <laughs> message. I say it again. Nobody knew it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's done. It's repealed. Yeah. Nobody knew it. Yeah. Well, he took away some some um some PowerPoints from it, but it's still it's still alive. But that was the campaign message. He took away the funding. The All whole thing? All of it. Wow. So I didn't know that. Yeah, move, huh? it's gone. That's not what I heard, but you know what? I'm not going to dispute that right now. That's not that's not a part of this conversation. But I totally get what you're saying. That 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 that's the that was the concept behind the messaging to get the result that he wanted because it's the messaging that's that that's um how do I call it mental slavery mental control. Of the pop of large populations of people, right. So, so having love be a political can I mean, a public relations campaign, love, committed relationships, um, you know, uh, uh, higher levels of consciousness, lifting your mind up rather than you know beating up people that you see below you. That's what I say. That if we really master public relations campaign, uh, we could do that because that's what, I mean, 
anything from, you know, uh, um, uh, the, what do you call it? My man is calling uh, the, the president of uh, Kim Jong-il, uh, calling him, you know, um, a rocket man, <laughs> little rocket man, right? Which, you know, is a, is a campaign smear. You know, it's, it's a part of his political uh, public relations campaign against those guys. So, like, using that, that skill set for good rather than evil is what I'm thinking about. And I can see that we could do that without um, and have have love go viral on, on, on Facebook, at least starting with Facebook and maybe Instagram, but have love present because right now everybody's operating inside of fear of we hope this doesn't happen. I know. I've had people come up to my door. You know, the world from the end. A dude told me that today, man. The world from the end, man. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. So mm-hmm. we're going to sit there and be scared or something? But it was a conversation I wasn't trying to get too involved. Right. I'm going to let it went right. or whatever, but. right. The only way humanity has been able to continue to grow is by the few the few visionaries who stay in the game until they until they hit the market. There's no such thing as a Critics Hall of Fame. There's only the people who actually make stuff happen that wasn't there before. And and that's what I say we do it here. That's the commitment anyhow. So uh, I, I got, uh, Rebecca, I got that you got campaigns. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, the question is you, you, want, you want to play with me and maybe we bring Robbie and uh, uh, Simone along. Tim, we bring you along when we when we get it done, man. You yeah, ain't got I time. I respected you, right? I got it. I'm fighting. Damn. I got it. Uh, that was the end. Okay, got it. Okay, I think that that's. I think ultimately, all the other things that we said, um, will be able to get done that way. What y'all want me to like, tomorrow tonight? Say it again. I want me to do, man, like on the page, on the group, videos, like, what's up, man? Well, you're gonna be, you're gonna be making videos and posts that's gonna help. That's gonna, that's gonna um, deepen the public relations campaign of love. You won't be doing that. I'm clear. Yeah. <sighs> um. So Rebecca, yeah. But real quick, I'm, I'm gonna listen, man. Rebecca. Uh huh. Um, you, I, I don't really know your schedule as far as when you're online, when you have time. What is that? What is that like? Uh, can I answer that for him? Can I answer that for you? Yeah. Yeah. She's online twenty four seven except for when she sleeps, which is you never know when she's sleeping and you never know when she's awake. So you might get a text three in the morning, three in the afternoon. <laughs> she ain't got no regular schedule, man. I'm telling you, but. I'm I'm about as bad. That's how I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some things I do yeah, go ahead. So right now, is this y'all like sleepy time? You guys like amped up right now? I usually um I usually am the the most awake from six a.m. to about uh, okay. If I'm gonna take a nap, I'm gonna take a nap between eight a.m. and ten a.m. Otherwise, I'm awake from from anywhere between 4:30 a.m. and 11 p.m. for the most part. 
And then I usually every hour and a half throughout the night. Yeah, so now I'm going to give you my my general schedule. My my body be doing it, not me. Is that um, uh, I usually wake up somewhere anywhere between 3 and 6 in the morning, and then I post my Facebook uh, page posts. And then if I can't go to sleep, I'll start writing or doing something, right? Then um, I'll usually have breakfast somewhere between 8 and 11 in the morning. And then uh, somewhere between 12 and 5 is when I take my nap. And then from 5 o'clock on, I'm up for the rest of the damn day. Uh, Usually it'll be uh, a combination of me working on something or dealing with some coaching clients. But um, that's how my day goes. Starts anywhere as early as 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to about 11, eat, crash, and then uh, after 5 o'clock, I'm up until, I don't know, 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, and then I'm up at 3 o'clock again. So um, that's kind of like my thing. And sometimes I don't get up to like 6 or 7 o'clock, but, yeah, um, that's how my day goes. <laughs> Crazy. And, I, you know, and it's, it's pretty close to Becca's because we be chatting, you know, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I think we're crazy, like, but we're going to still yeah, take pipe anyhow. Yeah, y'all would off, and I'd be like, I'm being left off. <laughs> because y'all would be gone, <laughs> but I can see it, but I can't interact with it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. As long as you can read it, that's what we like to have that group thread. Everybody can, you know, catch up with exactly. each other. Yeah. Stay in the conversation. Stay related. It's good. So I try, so. To, try to keep the crazy, like, if it gets really crazy funny, I try to take that out of the group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, I try to keep a little bit of humor in there, you know. But, but look at but look at the campaign though. Look at the campaign, the public relations part about it. You having fun? Yeah. It's love there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as, mm-hmm. as I'm scrolling, I'm saying, man, they're having a good time. I saw y'all was having such a good time. I had to jump in. I couldn't stay with the post, but I was like, y'all having fun. That was definitely mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. I can see it. If I can see it, everybody else can see it too. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, so um, here's what I want to I want to do. I'm gonna be talking with Rebecca about the blind spots and the bright spots. I'm gonna forget about transcending the levels of consciousness because those blind spots and bright spots are the levels of consciousness ultimately. Right. Okay. That's the first thing. And then uh, we're gonna study it and, and deal with it, and interact with it. Like you know, she'll talk to me. I'll talk to her about it. Uh, we'll bring in uh, Robbie and Simone in the conversation as much as she can handle it right now because she's got time constraints as well. Um, and then, um, you know, I'll see, I want to have Robbie be in the public relations uh, campaign program. Uh, it's from the uh, University of Singapore. It's an Asian program. And um, well, it's, it's, it's done by an Asian university. It's not an Asian program. It's a global program. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how we can use those things in there, um, uh, use the distinctions that I've brought up or that I was given by spirit. Actually, I ain't smart enough to come up with that stuff. I had to, re- I was a dictating what spirit was giving me on that one. You know, so you know, I, I have no problem being humble enough to say, mm, I, I came up with that. Uh, no, I was given that. You know, um, I ain't that smart. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I see the value of it, and if we could um, use those things to transform uh, conversations and and spread uh, the campaign, um, you know, if you bring up, you know, only you could could prevent forest fires, 
nobody's gonna fight you on that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, coming up, coming up with, and that is a political campaign. Matter of fact, they use that as an example in the program, um, among others. So um, I'm saying that if we if we do those things, we focus on the bright spots and the blind spots to have this political campaign, not uh, not political, uh, public relations campaign about of love. Um, then we could we could we could turn all of this stuff around, and um, you know we could even trans. And my my hope, my desire, my vision is to trans is to make disinformation practically impossible to do anymore. Because if it ain't connected to love, then nobody's going to listen to it anyhow. Right. I never actually said it like that before, but that's that's where I'm going with this. This is what I see as a vision. It uses some powerful skills that have known, been known to work, plus whatever comes, you know, from spirit to us as ideas, you know, because we need to transform people rather than, like, get, just hang out with the ones that agree with us. And so I'm committed to uh, make it, not making, don't make people wrong, make a difference. So let's let's make a difference rather than. So anyhow, that's where I'm at. I think that's um, this was this this conversation went at least thirty minutes longer than I thought it was going to go, <laughs> but it was totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, any any last comments? So I get get. I said, isn't that our pattern? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Thank you for reminding me. I didn't need to remind her, but thanks anyhow. <laughs> okay, good. So now we're going to go into the relationship. Huh? What? I said get your microphone and he'll talk too much. No, oh. kidding. <laughs> okay. Did you hear that? Uh, Hers said I did not, or something like that. But, he um, said, I'm like, no, you're not. He will. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell, him, tell him I love you too, man. Damn it. <laughs> I just thought he said something about Oprah. That's all I thought I heard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to go into uh, session three of, of Happily Ever After, the relationship training program. <laughs> Oh my God! This is hilarious. I love it. You guys ready? <laughs> what random posts? Because you know we're not watching the group right now. Not right now. That means. That's very obvious. What I'm talking about in the last couple days. Oh. Yes, we're perfectly fine with your posting in the group. Of course, you're a group member. You're allowed to post. Yeah. Do Do you yeah. guys like his posts? That's what yeah, wants- yeah, yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. He, he he's thoughtful. Um, he's thoughtful and uh, specific. Um, and uh, thoughtful, specific. Uh, um, um, how can I say accurate? Like you know, you use. Uh, accurate language. You try to be as uh, as accurate and and uh, appropriately speaking, not like politically correct appropriateness, but more like scientific appropriateness. Good. Okay. Did did I, did I get did I, did I, did I recreate your uh, intentions? Yeah, he said. Now that's good feedback right there. 
Good, 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 good. Yeah, that's that's my observation. That's what I was getting out of it. Right now. I don't know what you said today, damn it, but that's you know what I get, Joe. <laughs> he said he only he just wanted to know if you liked his post, if you liked what he had been posting, and if you wanted more out more from him. Keep it, keep it coming, brother. Okay. He said okay. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. That's uh, okay. South Bronx. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, uh, session three. What gets uh, session three of happily ever after? Uh, this is the uh, third part of what gets in the way of great relationships. So, um, the first thing is not knowing who you are. We went over that, and uh, Ty was like, "Dude." <laughs> The second one was uh, under, not understanding gender differences. Um, and, um, you know, he was, y'all went damn with that one too. So now I want to go into number three. The third biggest issue is not managing emotions. That's the third biggest problem in the relationship. And the reason why it's the third biggest problem and it's huge is not managing emotions is not the same thing as not knowing how to manage emotions. Not managing emotions is not even bothering to think that you should. That's why it's like, ouch. You're like, you got to wake up to think, maybe I should manage my emotions. So, um, yeah, so uh, I was going to go straight in. Um, the impact of being controlled by one's emotions on you, your partner, and of a relationship. It's a short list. It's a list. You'll experience... Regret will show up, alienation, destroyed sense of trust, having short-term actions create unwanted long-term consequences, being considered unsafe in the eyes of others, creating negative customer service experiences, and leaving people feeling invalidated, hurt, unloved, etc. That's the impact. Um... Now, in order to be able to manage emotions, you have to actually understand how emotions deal with, uh, you know, are, are part of relationships. So the first piece I need to give you all is something called a relationship's emotional environment. Now, both of you guys know um, what – you all know how to manage this to a large degree because your relationship is working. But you, you probably never heard it said the way I'm about to say it. So let me just go in with it. Um, the collective feelings that occur between the people in a relationship make up the relationship's emotional environment. This occurs regardless of the type of relationship involved. Work, play, romantic, family, even enemies. doesn't matter. Because of this, people don't know how they can treat you. This also has to be at the effect. Something's messing up here. Yeah, I thought it was my phone. I like both breathing heavy. They don't even have a sex, right? Huh? Ooh, what? <laughs> hey, I just didn't do that. 
promise you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's not uh, like a regret. Uh, oh. So let me say that piece again. Let me say it again. So people very impact of their feelings and emotions on others. Because of this, people don't know how they contribute to the quality of the relationship they find themselves in. This also has people how they feel and the feelings of others as if they have no control of their feelings. So let me give you an example of what I mean in each one of these things. So uh, people rarely ever pay attention to the impact their feelings uh, of their feelings and emotions on others. So when women have those emotional outbursts and guys are not supposed to do nothing but take it, Women don't know, they don't pay attention to the impact their feelings and emotions have on the guy that they're vomiting all over. Mm. Because of this, people don't know how they contribute to the quality of the relationship they find themselves in. In other words, if I go in the other direction, a guy who's cheating doesn't know how he contributes to the quality of the relationship he's in. And then this also has people be at the effect of how they feel and the feelings of others if they have no control of their feelings. So they're like, yeah, but look what he's doing to me, or look what she did to me. I know I was a victim for a long time, even though I was starting stuff and I was in control of everything. I was being a big-ass victim of both my marriages, actually, one more than the other. But the fact remains that if we're not present to our own emotions, like uh, Morgan Freeman was in uh, uh, Driving Miss Daisy, then uh, we can have our relationship go any way it don't want it to go. Any way it goes, whether we like it or not. Any comments, questions? What was that last one? I'm sorry. Uh, this also has people be at the effect of how they feel and the feelings of others as if they have no control of their feelings. Okay. okay. Any comments before I go further? Yeah, very much like that uh, jealousy um, post. Um, oh, oh, that was the uh, the one that everybody that me and you and Robbie went in on all for like a day. That we, that's what you talking about? Um, no. Oh. Uh, I put it on. It, I posted it today. Um, I posted an article, no, I think it was an article, yeah, it was an article, and I said something, a quote, actually, from a meme that said, jealousy is, um, I didn't read that yet, but I, I, I don't, don't spoil it for me, I want to read it, you know, okay, okay, tell me, sorry, no mind. okay, tell me, um, jealousy is hate, hate, hate built on insecurity. And yes. one, I won't ruin the article because it really doesn't affect a whole lot of what happened in the, in the comments. But one of the comment, the main comment, a whole lot of people haven't commented on it, but the main comment was <clears throat> was a question. Can someone else make you become a jealous person? Uh, yeah, I remember that question. And I said, my answer was a long answer, but ultimately came down to no. No. Someone else did not make you a jealous person. Um, but someone else can highlight 
that you are jealous. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Someone else True. can have behavior that makes you feel insecure, and therefore mm-hmm. you can become jealous. But that does yes. not make that person responsible for your jealousy. That's correct. You just didn't know that you should be managing your emotions. Right. And so you're a victim of your own emotions, not knowing that, you know, you're not even conscious of the fact that maybe you should consider the possibility of managing your emotions, damn it. Exactly. And and there was some back and forth on that because, and I don't remember who it was that came back with it. I think it might have been Robbie. Um, hmm. But somebody came back at me with it with, uh, you know, I'm not agreed but disagreed a little bit. And mm. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Ultimately, it's only you that's responsible for your feelings. Yes. Yeah, you get the choice. It's an inside job. And if you lose your mind, the best thing to do is be like, damn, I just got conscious of the fact that I lost my mind. How can I get it back and never do it again and learn the lesson? Yeah, and and you know I'll I'll be the first to admit that 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 has been a recurring issue for me. <laughs> no, get out of here! What you talking about, Willis? Thing that came up very recently for me, um, because I saw one line. This is so funny because I was on a call with you guys. I saw one line of a of a message go out to a woman. Um, in his messenger, and and I could not address it right then because I was on the phone with you guys, mm. and I did not address it for two days mm. because I stewed. Mm-hmm. By the time I decided to address it, I had calmed myself, and I had decided that it was not worth um, a fight you know, or whatever, and I told on myself. And he kind of chuckled because this has been, it it happened in exactly the same way it has always happened. Mm. Mm. (laughs) And he showed me the message, and he's like, do you see where that was not worth getting jealous over? And I said, (laughs) absolutely. But do you see where, if you had only seen that part, Mm. (laughs) you know? Yep. 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 So we got more control of our brain and our feelings than we think we do. Oh yeah. 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 You know what else is interesting um, is that you know we could tell what our mom or our brother or our kids are going to do in any situation or in a lot of situations, but then at the same time we can't tell what we're going to do. What the heck is that about? That is so true. Mm-hmm. And and when it happens. And you're surprised by yourself. You're like, it, it is so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's a, that's a big reason why players and con artists get over so well, because they can see how you're going to be. They can predict how you're going to be, and you can't. And then you be wondering how it happens. Yep. You know, yeah. I mean, listen, I a, a skillful... in my life, not myself. Say it, say it again. I can predict everybody in my life, mm. everybody I know, but mm. I cannot predict myself. Mm. Well, you all learned. <laughs> I'm learning. 
So, um, yeah, you know, players, they're so good at being able to tell where, where a woman is at. And they can act any old way they want, and she's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. He's telling jokes and all of a sudden my clothes fell off. Right, yeah, because he knows how to <laughs> You know how many jokes you used to tell and make the clothes fall off, damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyhow, let me keep it moving. Um, yeah, you have the power to influence every relationship you find yourself in if you can merely remember that you already are contributing to whatever relationship you're already in. You're already doing it, so you just might as well pay attention to the fact that you're doing it. So an emotional environment can be loving, violent, cynical, fun, manipulative, regretful, empowering, you actually get to say. From now on, choose which ways you want to feel and focus on that rather than on the emotions of others. With enough intensity, you'll eventually have others feeling exactly as you do. That's what I'm trying to have us do with this group. Our energy, our feelings, our emotions are so strong and focused that our love and our empowerment is more powerful than the other 37,000 people in the group. And I did say that number on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. As a matter of fact, that brings me to the next piece. The person with the strongest emotions is in charge of the relationship. At least for as long as they have the strongest emotions. So, if you notice, babies always dominate the space they're in. Wow. If, if they're happy, even the meanest thugs will start smiling for at least as long as they're in the presence of a baby. When a boss is angry, they dominate the space they're in, not just because they're the boss, because they're the one with the strongest emotions. Their emotional strength often comes from the fact that there won't be consequences for being angry or whatever they're feeling precisely because they're the boss. That's not necessarily true, but their emotional intensity dominates much more than their title and often adds to the strength or the force of the title. Oh, God, that's a thing. Yeah. But having the strongest emotions doesn't mean having the ugliest emotions, such as anger, hatred, or intolerance. It could also be the coolest, most loving, or compassionate. That would explain Martin Luther King Jr., Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, and Nelson Mandela, for example. If you folks, if you, say again. Babies don't even have to speak, man. You got me respecting them. So I'm going to read this and then I'm going to say something here. If you focus on being loving, understanding, compassionate, or generous to the fullest extent possible, you'll have a relationship go your way in the end. Wow. So so um, I think it was yesterday uh, me and uh, Becca and, and Robbie was going in on somebody. And uh, and I asked, so um uh, what are, you, what are you trying to do? This guy was talking about, he was talking through pain. And I asked him, so what are you doing? And then Robbie was like, wow, um, uh, you know, I, dang, I didn't think of ask questions. <laughs> but what had me ask questions is I wanted to know where his emotions were, number one. And number two, I wanted to bring him up to love 
And so by me finding out where his heart is, I could take away the pain that's stopping him from being loving or empowered and then get him where he wants to go. But I got to know where he where he's at and where he wants to go first before I can take him there. So what I was doing was having love lead me in, in my conversation with him. Does that communicate? Mm-hmm. Because where I went was not to be right or to straighten him out or to take care of him so much as to find out how can I leave him better than I found him? How can I have him feel, experience love in this conversation? And he actually calmed down quite a bit after that, you know? But that's what drove me to think that way. So once you have an intention, you're conscious of your emotions because you feel in the way you feel it. Because that that feeling is consistent with your intention. The other way around is that your intentions, that your feelings force your feelings become your intentions, rather than have intentions and then your feelings follow up with it. Does that, does that communicate? You know, like you, Ty. You know, you you have intentions with your family, so your intentions dictates your emotional state a lot of the time, if not always. Correct? Very much so. Yeah. 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 Same with all three of us. That's like how we can get along. You know, we have an intention, and then our feelings align with, collaborate or meet with, and um, you know, our, you know, our intentions. Our feelings are to become a match for our intentions. Otherwise, we have feelings, and then we, uh, our feelings become our intentions, and that's where we lose our mind, which brings me to the next stage. It's something called emotional currency. Mm. Emotional currency. This is this is this is so heavy. <laughs> this is really something. So, the way to take care of your relationships is to be responsible for the memories that exist in in the relationship. These memories make up what are referred to as emotional currency. Each memory brings a certain quality of life to relationships depending on the quality of the memory. Romantic memories provide romantic emotional currency, but it also can provide intimacy, vulnerability, and friendship. Conversely, angry outbursts create memories of fear, invalidation, lack of respect, and domination. Most people won't remember what you said or did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Each incident creates a certain quality of feeling and either adds to or subtracts from the desired emotional state of the relationship. It's never neutral. It's either adding or subtracting. Given this reality, it would make sense that creating great memories would be a wise thing to do. (laughs) Most people... Most people know this. Here, dig this. Most people know this unconsciously. They do something messed up or blow their stack and turn around and do something special for the person they just blew up on to try and make up for the emotional explosion that happened a short time ago. Unfortunately, they don't know that it's often too little too late. The time to do those quote-unquote nice things was before the explosions, not after. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. With enough memories of lovingness, mercy, forgiveness, generosity, and other expressions of love and affinity, 
Relationships can withstand many strongly negative incidences without a scratch, and a few of the worst kind of incidences, such as infidelity or criminal activity. It's not to say that any relationship can survive those things, but with enough love and emotional, enough emotional currency in the relationship's emotional bank accounts, relationships can withstand almost anything. One last thing. One bad incident can remove the impact of dozens of happy memories, so you don't want to have too many of those types of incidences happening in the relationship. It's like putting $1 in but taking $200 out. Your emotional bank account can only take so many withdrawals. That communicates pretty clearly, y'all. Yeah. Any comments? Don't need to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God, this is uh, straightforward stuff here. Got it. Yep. Yep. Good. 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 So. Uh, happiness. You know, talk about happiness before going anywhere else. You're responsible for your own happiness and self-esteem. No one can do this for you. If you put this on your partner, you're overburdening them, giving your power away, and sabotaging the relationship. That would be, I'm Cinderella, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what's happening. You're responsible for my happiness because I'm Cinderella. Damn it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, where are we at here? Let's check in here. Okay, great. All right. So, um, this will be quick, actually. Recognizing what triggers you. Recognizing what triggers you is essential to managing the emotional environment or culture of the relationships you're involved in. Having said that, it would be wise to recognize what has you become unglued in the midst of dealing with people. Some of us get triggered by unfairness. Some of us by being accused or abandoned. Some of us hate to not be acknowledged, and some of us will fight for their freedom, even if their freedom is not at stake. Some of us are paranoid. Some of us are critical, or critical of others who are critical. <laughs> Whatever triggers you is an obstacle to becoming to being, excuse me, someone who can manage the emotional environment of relationships. You say that again. Whatever triggers you is an obstacle to being someone who can manage the emotional environment of their relationships. Emotions do not manage themselves, but they can manage you. That's because feelings are terrific servants, but terrible masters. <laughs> So, what follows is the top negative reactions of human beings. Spirit gave me this list. Believe me, this list is not um, the only ones. <laughs> but there's plenty of them, so I'm just going to read them real quick. There's aggression. And by the way, I have the definitions of this stuff. I need to start sending y'all some emails. So, um, um, but anyhow, um, I'm just going to read this stuff right now. Aggressiveness, which is uh, overt or suppressed hostility. Uh, look at the definitions underneath them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, aggression. Overt or suppressed hostility, either innate or resulting from continued frustration and directed outward or even against oneself, but being aggressive. Uh, anger. 
<laughs> a feeling of greater noise of ant- or antagonism. <sighs> Rage, wrath, uh, apathy. Oof. Apathy is the absence of or, or suppression of passion, emotion, or excitement, lack of interest um, in, in, or concern for things that other people find moving or exciting, uh, arguing. Uh, I don't need to say that. That's a, that's a natural, normal, negative reaction. And by the way, when I say reacting, I mean it's unconscious. You're not conscious of it, but you're doing it. And then you don't realize that you were doing it until you woke up out of it. So uh, all these is, uh, reactions. Bullying uh, is, an, is another reaction. Uh, criticizing. Is a negative reaction. People go straight into that. It's not. It's not conscious. Uh, dismay. Dismay means to like. It, uh, the definition is to dishearten thoroughly. Like you just lost all hope. Totally destroyed emotionally. Dis, dismay. That's the term. Uh, next is uh, distance. Putting a wall between you and others. To treat others coldly or in an unfriendly manner. Fear. Uh, well, I ain't going to say nothing about that. Frustration is another one. Uh, uh, impatience. Oh, my God. Indignation. How dare you? You can try and assault me. Um, uh, uh, righteous anger, you know. Uh, offensive, whatever. Uh, being outsmarted. Uh, some people, they, they so hate to lose that they can't stand it. You can't get the better of me. I'm going to get you back. Uh, I think we have at least one of our presidents is, is like that. <laughs> at least one of them, um, you know, of the forty-five is at least one. I, uh, pessimism. Oh my God, uh, stubbornness. Um, those are the uh, the list uh, of uh, the top negative reactions of humans. Um, when you see those, you know, a wise thing to do when you see it in others is to wake them up so they can realize that they don't want to do that. Because when people catch, when people catch themselves being that way, they either defend themselves because they feel bad that they did that, or they try their best not to do it no more. Because they know they're bigger than that, you know? As if they catch themselves in the middle. Otherwise, they just justify and keep it moving, you know? I've, I've been, I did that for a couple of decades, damn it. Okay, great. Next, part two. This is going to be real short. Um, what's it going to take for you to be happy no matter what in a relationship? I'm just asking y'all that question, actually. I sent you a list before we made the call. <laughs> Say that again? I sent you a list before we made the call. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cheater, damn it. <laughs> okay, so let me just, so now you went there. Let me just give you the damn answer, right? You're supposed to ask. I got three answers to it. So, first one is love others 100% just because, with no expectation or need for anything in return. That's one of the three things it's going to take for you to be happy no matter what in a relationship. Number two, understand people at the level of principle. The principles 
people align themselves with um, tells you what dictates their character and allows you to recognize who they are. The more you understand principles, the more you'll understand quality of character, the more you'll understand people, and you'll be able to work with them, love them, uh, and, and, yeah, just be with them and be happy no matter what. And then the third thing is for you to choose to be happy no matter what. And choose to be happy no matter what prior to whatever you're doing or about to do. Mm. Yeah, and I think I'm going to be choose to be happy no matter what. Mm. That's how you be happy no matter what. I'm going to, again, once I get home to my honey, because when I get home, I'm going to be happy with her no matter what. Mm. And sometimes oh. it'll be harder than others, but still. Mm. Say what? I don't know, Becky. You heard what he said? Nope. I heard. I uh, yeah, I heard. I heard sounds. Or, 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 or. Mm. You, you know, you sounded like an excellent construction worker just now. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's a feel, man. <laughs> That's what I do, man. That's, 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 that's how y'all conversations go. That's how y'all conversations go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, good. I accept that. You know what? I accept that 100%. No problem, bro. You, you earn that. <laughs> Construction talk 101. Mm. <laughs> oh my God! That's a great, that's a great way to end this conversation. I got to go a little bit further, but damn, bro, that was that was a mic drop. <laughs> with someone who's happy with you. The only yeah. person we can be happy with no matter what is the person who knows how to be happy no matter what. The problem is, if you're not a person who knows how to be happy no matter what, you won't be able to recognize whether a person is able to be happy no matter what because they choose to be happy no matter what. Let me say that again. I intentionally said it that way to big, big say, huh? It reminded me of that song, uh, Express Yourself from 1970, you know. <laughs> it's not what you look like when you're doing what you're doing. It's what you're doing when you're doing what you look like you're doing. Express yourself. Huh? What the hell he say? <laughs> the only person we can be happy with no matter what is a person who knows how to be happy no matter what. The problem is 
If you're not a person who knows how to be happy no matter what, you won't be able to recognize whether a person is able to be happy no matter what because they want to be happy no matter what. So, you know, gay recognize, gay, you need to be able to recognize who's in front of you. You need to be able to recognize somebody who can manage their emotions. Because and the only way to do that, though, is if you know how to manage your own emotions. Or at least you're in the game to learn, practice in it, to accept it. So, uh, that's uh, today's information, man. And by the way, the reason why this is so important, in addition to everything I've already said, <clears throat> is because um, when I talked last week about uh, the two-dimensional two relationship, part baby, part business, this was the baby part yeah. of the two pieces. So if you understand how to manage your emotions, you eliminate so much stress You've eliminated so much breakdowns. You've eliminated so much sadness, disruption, and all that other crap because you actually know how to keep negative emotions out of the way. You know how to keep your eyes on it. And if you can only focus on one thing, focus on creating great memories over and over and over and over again because that's what's mostly going to manage the emotional stage of the relationship, the emotional culture of the relationship. Keep making great memories. If people knew this, just this one thing, forget about the rest of the stuff, even though they need to know the rest of the stuff, this would amazingly transform things. And that's actually what a uh, public relations campaign does. It keeps reminding you of the same things over and over again from a principled standpoint. So, So that's it. That is uh, our session for the night. Now, normally, that, that conversation I just had with y'all, it's usually an hour and a half, but it turned out to be a half hour um, because the stuff we talked about earlier was so heavy. You just rush right through this damn thing here. <laughs> like, whoa, you still got this thing happening in about 90 minutes roughly already? That's pretty good. So, uh, all right, any comments? Thoughts? Okay. All right. So then, uh, uh, I declare the session complete. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, hit to turn off the uh, recording, even though I'm afraid we might say something and we'd be like, "Damn, we should have had this recording on." But I'll uh, just turn it off right now. Hold on. Okay, Paul's recording. You could be. I ain't saying that. What the hell? Maybe it shut down. <laughs> well, <laughs> sometimes if the, if the page is up too long, I gotta reset it. So that's what I'm about to do now. Start all over again. While I'm waiting for this uh, page to pop back up, I just want to say this was a. Awesome freaking call. Oh my god. I mean it took us forty minutes to come to some something that resembled a potential solution uh for the commitment that we have together. But um yeah, I didn't realize when I was thinking about uh public relations campaigns how powerful that could be because 
see, most people on Facebook and social media, they're already negative and they're angry that they're negative. Like, they don't even want to be negative. It's, it's annoying that they're negative. Huh? It's a vent box. And then they all join together. They're like this big negative ball. Pissed off yeah. mad. Ready to be triggered. Right. Yeah, they don't even recognize that they're triggered waiting to happen. Yeah. So, um, you know, come, having this conversation to come to a conclusion of like what can actually work. And, of course, we still got to work it. You still got to learn how to work it. But um, I know me and Becca, we're going we gonna to come together and, uh, and uh, bring some insights and create a plan that we can all execute and get behind. I think it's going to be awesome. So, all right, now I'm going to hit the record, uh, the end of the recording button again. Uh, try it again. Here we go.